Here's to the innovators, the makers, the doers, and the hustlers of D.C. With Facebook Elevate, you can grow your business, build your online presence, kickstart your career, or turn your passion of creating content into a reality. Facebook Elevate is a program that provides free digital marketing courses and one-on-one coaching from experts that can help you grow your business. Learn more at facebook.com slash fbelevate. Facebook Elevate, on the rise, together. As the Manafort trial enters day four, it's providing a shocking illustration of the deep state's double legal standard. The Trump economy is creating jobs and prosperity, and the Democrats are determined to stop it. And after decades of siding with powerful globalist interests, the media are surprised to learn that those that they betrayed despise them. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirstRadio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. So this will be the last program for America First Radio uh, for the terrestrial broadcast, at least. Beginning next week, uh, we're going to transition into a podcast-only format. Uh, And what I'm... um, envisioning at this point is uh, doing one topic a day, uh, a deep dive into a a topic. I've noticed that uh, most of the news uh, is repetitive and most of it is superficial. Uh, And um, if you pay too much attention to it, it will have a negative impact on your life. It will uh, will actually bring you down uh, just hearing the negativity over and over again and not getting enough information quite often to have a deep understanding of the issue. So uh, I'm going to retool this broadcast, and uh, I'm going to do at least one topic per day, uh, and I'm going to uh, get uh, into it deeply, and then we will not revisit it unless and until uh, circumstances uh, change uh, substantially, substantively. Uh, I'm, as I uh, mentioned yesterday, I'm entering a place in my life right now where I need more scheduling uh, flexibility, and preparing a daily broadcast uh, is just a very unforgiving schedule, uh, and uh, I, uh, I do not feel right uh, p- playing uh, replays uh, for our uh, broadcast partners. So... Uh, You'll, uh, you'll still be able to listen to uh, America First Radio and this nationalist perspective on the news of the day, but uh, we're going to uh, make it more substantive and, uh, and less repetitive. Uh, so if you uh, formerly listened to uh, America First Radio on the Talk America Radio Network or Mojo 5.0 uh, talk station on the Dash Network, you'll need to look us up online. Uh, we will still come up in your podcast feed on uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Blueberry. Oh, too many podcast directories to recommend. Or uh, you can uh, come directly to our website at AmericaFirstRadio.com. I want to again thank Ron Phillips and all the crew over the Conservative Cartel and Mojo 5.0 for welcoming uh, uh, us onto their platform. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. 
Uh, I know big things are happening over there, especially at the Mojo uh, Project. And I, uh, I will be listening, and I look forward to your continued success. Well, we're going to start out today's uh, final uh, America First Radio broadcast uh, with the Mueller investigation, this trial that's going on in Alexandria, Virginia. Of course, this is the first, and I believe will likely be one of the very few, if not only, of the prosecutions uh, resulting from Rob Mueller's um, uh, two-year-long witch hunt. Uh, and more than anything else, uh, this this trial just illustrates the bankruptcy, uh, the fraud, and the legal double standard that this this whole uh, witch hunt represents. Paul Manafort is being uh, tried for um, for crimes that you could uh, pin on just about anybody. He will be scheduled for a trial after this one uh, for failing to register as a foreign agent. Uh, while at the same time, Tony Podesta, John Podesta's brother, uh, Ted Devine, Greg Craig, uh, all of these um, Clinton cronies, uh, all of their uh, criminal referrals have been moved to the Southern District of uh, New York where they can be buried, uh, no charges referred, and, uh, and uh, they will never see the inside of a courtroom. Paul Manafort is being tried on charges uh, that were looked at eight years ago, and, uh, and none other than Rod Rosenstein had denied or had decided uh, not to pursue these charges. Here is uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano uh, pointing this out. There's a couple things to look for. It, it is nothing about Russia. And in fact, the, the government suffered a rare setback because judges never say this, even though it's so obvious. So the judge says to the prosecutors, look, this has nothing to do with what Bob Mueller was appointed for. You just want to squeeze Manafort. That's the only reason he's in my courtroom. Now, everybody knows that happens, but rarely do judges, a Princeton graduate, this judge, T.S. Eliot, long before you and I were there, uh, said that to the government, and it was sort of a, a brushback push to them. So he's going to be watching and making certain that this is just about the prosecution of Paul Manafort for financial misdeeds, basically laundering money and not paying taxes and lobbying for a foreign government without registering as an agent. Here's his defense. Well, for, first of all, Rudy Giuliani, and I've been critical of him because it, some of the things he said yesterday are so inconsistent with what he said before, but this he's going to do. He will have a team of lawyers in the courtroom to report immediately if anything is mentioned about Russia or about, uh, or about President Trump. Here's Manafort's defense. I was investigated for all this by the government eight years ago, and I was exonerated. And I'm going to put on the witness stand as my first witness the young lawyer who exonerated me. Do you know who that young lawyer is? Rod Rosenstein. What? Yes! Yes. So this is going to be quite a show if they succeed in getting Rosenstein to who's now so run for justice So why was I innocent then and guilty now? There you Does go. Does he have something on the president? Is that what they're trying to, to say here? We don't know. He has never been interviewed by uh, a grand jury or by uh, Bob Mueller's team. They expect that he does. He's been in solitary confinement. As soon as this trial's over, he's got another trial for a, a different set of financial crimes uh, across the river in Washington, D.C. They're putting about as much pressure as the law allows them to 
consistent with the Constitution. It is not consistent with the Constitution. This is a selective prosecution. It's a political contribution or a prosecution. If Paul Manafort had never worked for Donald Trump, he would uh, he would not be being prosecuted today. He'd be walking the streets a free man. And how do I know that? Because Tony Podesta, the brother of Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, Ted Devine, who is Bernie Sanders' chief strategist, and Greg Craig, who is none other than none other than Obama's White House counsel, are all walking the street. They all worked with Paul Manafort in these activities over in the Ukraine. They're not uh, in solitary confinement. They're not being hounded. Uh, their finances, their life are not being destroyed. They're not being uh, subjected to pre-dawn raids uh, in you know terrorist tactics designed to intimidate and break this man. All four of these men uh, uh, also worked for this uh, European Center for the Modern Ukraine, which was a, um, a group for uh, Yanukovych pro-Russian Ukrainian uh, faction over there in Europe. Back when, the, when this work was being uh, conducted, um, it, was, it was not even um, you know, considered that verboten for the Ukrainian government to be oriented toward Russia as they had been for you know, over 50 years. Only Manafort has been subjected to solitary confinement. Only Manafort has been, um, you know, uh, put in uh, on trial, not in one, but two courts to try to uh, exhaust his financial resources. As I said, they push these other uh, case referrals to the Southern District of New York where they can keep a handle on it, push it out of Washington, D.C. to try to hide and obscure this double standard that they're pursuing. This is a political hit job, plain and simple. Um, the only problem is they've run up against this uh, this judge, T.S. Eliot, in Alexandria, and, and his rocket docket. He's not uh, entertaining all of this foolishness that uh, is going on around this case. And he's uh, he's making them stick to the, the case itself other than and, and not try to make this a proxy to try to smear Donald Trump. Um, I'm going to play you a clip real quick here. This is Tucker talking last night on this trial. In Virginia, Manafort is charged with tax evasion and filing false loan documents. The average sentence for tax fraud in this country is a little over a year in prison, a year and three months. Manafort is facing 305 years in prison. He is 69 years old. He has never been charged with a crime. If he's convicted in this trial, Paul Manafort will die in prison. The left thinks that's just fine. Manafort ran Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Unforgivable. He deserves to die for that. But watching from the White House, the president tweeted this today about the trial. Quote, looking back on history, who was treated worse? Alphonse Capone, legendary mob boss, killer, and public enemy number one, or Paul Manafort, political operative and Reagan Dole darling, now serving solitary confinement, although convicted of nothing? Where is the Russian collusion? It's an interesting point, actually. Al Capone ordered the murders of scores of people. He got an 11-year sentence and was released after just eight. He was barely 40 years old when he got out of prison, probably because he never made the mistake of managing an unfashionable political campaign. The this is a political prosecution straight up. This is the type of thing that happens in third world countries. 
Uh, the fact that Rod Rosenstein, as conflicted as he, as he is, uh, pushed this forward and appointed Robert Mueller as conflicted as he is to pursue this as a travesty of justice that will go down in the history books as a shameful episode uh, in this country's political and legal history. If this, if this mess ever makes it to the Supreme Court, I promise you it'll be tossed out. We'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back from these messages on America First Radio. lead prosecutor in this case, Andrew Weissman, is working hard to make sure that happens. If you were at Hillary Clinton's election night party in New York City, you may recognize Andrew Weissman. He was there too, hoping to celebrate Hillary's victory. Now he's doing the next best thing, avenging Hillary's defeat. Keep in mind that in America, justice is supposed to be evenly applied. It may be the best thing about our country. Political differences aren't supposed to get you locked behind bars. And then came the resistance and everything changed. Opposing Trump became a matter of total war, whatever it takes, even if it means corrupting our justice system and ending a man's life. Uh, corrupting the justice system for good, politically uh, persecuting your uh, political opponents, uh, trying to put meat on the bones of a special counsel's investigation that was never designed to get to the truth. It was always designed to cover up the truth, and that is the misconduct that was conducted by the FBI and the CIA during the 2016 presidential elections. That is what Robert Mueller is there for. He would not have been chosen to lead this investigation if that was not what he was there for. No uh, serious lawyer could say that uh, Robert Mueller does not have disqualifying uh, conflicts. One of the things he's investigating is obstruction of justice for firing the guy that he was the mentor of. It's absurd. But nobody cares uh, in the mainstream media about that anymore. The establishment in Washington doesn't care about it. The whole idea is to excise uh, this, this virus from the body politic, this outsider who is actually coming in and putting the government to work for the people of this country, which is absolutely unacceptable to these swamp creatures inside the beltway. And the left, who used to be, um, you know, uh, civil libertarians and um, sensitive to corruption, especially on behalf of law enforcement and spy agencies, they have now become all in on a totalitarian deep state government. Here's a clip with... Um, with uh, Chris Matthews over at MSNBC's Hardball, where he's just hyperventilating and, and salivating at the prospect of a conviction of Paul Manafort. Today, Paul Manafort, the president's campaign manager, went on trial in a federal court across the Potomac River from here. Mark it as a day in history. The man who was once Donald Trump's top kick is now... Mark it as a day in history. Yeah, I would say it's a day in history. It's a, a, a day in infamy. ...facing years in a U.S. prison. 
the prelude, the political foreplay, whatever you choose to call it, is passed. For a year and a half, our country has been contorted into a reality TV show. Mark, this is the day we discovered that reality bites. Good evening. I'm Chris Matthews down in Washington. We're heading into round one now of what could be the dismantling of the Trump administration. So this charge against Paul Manafort is the round one of the dismantling of the Trump administration. Never mind the fact that all of the uh, actions that are on trial here and will be on trial in uh, Washington, D.C. when this trial ends took place almost a decade prior to uh, Paul Manafort ever going to work for the Trump campaign. It has nothing whatsoever to do with it. It's a joke. The only reason they're going after him is because uh, he was associated with Donald Trump, period. It seems to me this is the first big test for, uh, for Mueller. Mueller is all business. Uh, everybody says brilliant. Everybody comp says competent. This is the first time. This is his first time. At everybody says brilliant. Everybody says competent. There's a, there's a bold-faced lie from a fake news uh, newsreader. He is no such thing. He has made a hash of most of the major high-profile investigations that he's ever conducted. Enron, he and Andrew Weissman uh, had uh, almost all of those convictions thrown out uh, because they used these, uh, these mafia-style tactics to go after what was essentially white-collar crime. They, um, uh, Robert Mueller was in charge, don't forget, of trying to put Whitey Bulger in jail. Actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. He was uh, the one that converted Whitey Bulger into a, uh, an informant there in Boston. Of course, Whitey Bulger escaped and was on the lam for over a decade. Um, Mueller sent uh, four men to jail for crimes that Whitey Bulger convicted. One of them died in jail. The other three were released after almost a decade um, Robert Mueller was in charge of the, uh, the anthrax investigation where he identified the wrong suspect, hounded him, uh, to the point where the man convicted suicide, uh, commit, committed suicide. And it was later learned, uh, who in fact, you know, was, was responsible for those anthrax attacks on, uh, on Washington in the, um, uh, the aftermath of 9-11. This whole notion that you uh, continue to hear repeated that uh, Robert Mueller is a man of high integrity, uh, hyper-competent, and all of this is a mythology that's been generated around this man because he has a long history of being uh, a protector for these deep state uh, swamp creatures. He is an establishment uh, guardian and can always be counted on to, uh, to, to do the right thing by uh, by the uh, establishment, both Democrat and Republican. Bad here. Well, it he's got to get this conviction. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to make it be glib here, but it's like opening night. Yeah. This is uh, David Corn of the Nation. Remember that he uh, allowed his uh, his column to be used to uh, to put this uh, this dossier into the public record without, uh, or not actually the dossier information contained in the dossier into the public record without ever having cited its source. And then the FBI turned around and used those news stories as corroborating evidence for the dossier when, in fact, it was Christopher Steele that provided the information to David Corn to begin with. 
for a production. He's been working on this for over a year. He's um, brought well, the curtains up. He's brought he's brought cases and put out very uh, serious indictments about of Russians and others. He's gotten several people to flip, including George Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, and the aforementioned Rick Gates. But now he has to put on a case in public before a jury, and every lawyer will tell you, with juries. There's always a chance something can go south. I think I know what's going to go south in this case. I suspect there's at least one juror. And remember, in a criminal case, you have to have a unanimous verdict. I suspect that there's a, at least one juror on that panel that is going to recognize this as a political prosecution, especially when they put Rod Rosenstein on the stand and ask him, why didn't you pursue these charges eight years ago? Why is it suddenly that you're going after Paul Manafort? That's going to be a tough question to answer, and it's going to illustrate quite clearly the injustice that's being carried on here. And you've got to keep in mind, too, I mentioned it yesterday, they have never, the IRS has never conducted an audit on, um, on Manafort's taxes. They've never demanded back taxes. Despite the fact that all of this was looked at over almost a decade ago. So it tells you uh, quite clearly that uh, either uh, they were giving him a pass last time because he was politically connected, <clears throat> or they're going after him now because the, his political connections are, um, are taboo in the establishment circles in Washington. So this is the first time we're going to see the full breadth of his preparation and his ability to bring a case forward. He knows something on Trump that could spring him for maybe 25 years in prison. How does he know that? He knows something on Trump that could spring him from 25 years in prison. He's just making stuff up at this point. If there was any, any um, collusion, I guarantee you they would have found it by now. And if, uh, if Paul uh, Manafort, after uh, being drugged through the ringer like this, uh, does in fact come up with something, it's going to be suspect because it's going to be uh, trying to save his, uh, his neck from a life sentence in prison, basically. Ability to bring a case forward. He knows something on Trump that could spring him for maybe 25 years in prison. He added up. Potentially, and Rick Gates is cooperating with uh, with Mueller, but Manafort was the chairman. He was. He makes a very good point there. Rick Gates is Paul Manafort's right hand man. He has already flipped. He has already uh, given states evidence. If Paul Manafort had any information about Russian collusion, Rick Gates would know about it because Rick Gates was literally. Uh, there at all of these meetings and all of this uh, the strategy that took place in the Trump campaign. They've already got a state's witness. He doesn't have anything. we got to run out to a break when we come back from these messages. We're going to talk about um, the, uh, the booming economy and how the Democrats are working hard to undermine it right after these messages. Despite the fact that well over 90% of all the news coverage of this administration has been uh, not only negative, but sort of poisonous and, uh, and toxic, um, despite all of that, 
his his poll numbers, his approval numbers keep going up, and he's now uh, just a tick over 50%. So more than half of the people in this country are satisfied with the um, the job that this president is doing, and that is because of this great economy. And the, the latest news is just absolutely great for the American worker, paying benefits that had been stagnant for uh, both of the Obama terms and for the last uh, uh, term of uh, George W. Bush, uh, paying benefits uh, are, are rising at the fastest rate in over a decade. American workers are finally reaping the benefits of uh, these, uh, these lowest uh, unemployment rates in history. And, uh, and as I mentioned, uh, wages are rising at the fastest pace in a decade. The, the um, cost of worker compensation, which is the measure of this, uh, is uh, at almost 3% uh, a year, which is the highest level uh, since before the Great uh, Recession under George W. Bush. And since uh, those wages uh, make up 70% of the cost of doing business, this increase reflects not only a, a jo- tightening job market, but soaring business confidence as well. Wages and uh, compensation are going up because unemployment is way, way down. The jobless rate has tumbled uh, to uh, under 4%, and we are now employing more people in the American workforce than at any point in history. One of the negative of this is more and more companies are complaining they can't find enough skilled workers. But uh, for if you are a worker or you're coming out of college, it's great news because these firms are uh, trying to fill these openings by offering uh, higher pay, better benefits, including uh, more vacation time and flexible hours. And... Um, and many are dropping the uh, the absolute requirement uh, that you have prior experience, which, if you're a young person entering the job market, is uh, is the best thing that can possibly happen to you. But um, inflation pressures are are, uh, are going to be a concern, but they're not coming right now from higher prices. They're coming from higher wages, which gives workers a, a greater buying power. So um, when all this good news is going on and the midterm elections are coming up, if you're a liberal, you might find yourself actually rooting against the economy and rooting against the American worker. And, uh, and you may recall Bill Maher sort of, uh, he, he sort of channeling uh, the Democrats and the leftists on his, uh, his show when he said this. As this economy is going pretty well. We have to, what? Why why is that funny? It is going well for now. For now, right. For now, yeah, for now. After less than a year in office, he's doing damn, uh, or a little more than a year in office, he's doing damn good. But we can can hope, can't we, that it uh, goes south. That's my thank you. That's my question. Is like the, I feel like the bottom has to fall out at some point. And by the way, I'm hoping for it because I think one way you get rid of Trump is a crashing economy. Yeah. So please bring on the recession. Yeah. Sorry if that hurts people, but it's either root for a recession or you lose your democracy. How are we losing our democracy? I mean, these uh, these hyperbolic uh, statements are are just um, deranged. But he's not the only left-wing um, plutocrat. 
that's rooting for the stock market to crash and a recession. I guess they would even be happy if there were a depression. He's just, uh, you know, the more obnoxious and willing to say what he thinks. There's an epidemic of this wish um, to, the, to crash the economy out there on the left. Anything to get Trump, even if it causes great suffering among the American people. And, and you know, this is not the only, they're, they're perfectly willing to sabotage the economy for their uh, climate change mythology or for uh, identity politics. The, minority, uh, the, the economy is uh, way, way down the list of the Democrats and the leftists, and that's why more and more people are fleeing the Democrat Party. Uh, the, the people that are going to be hurt worst if, if this economy crashes are the very people that the Democrats profess to care the most about. Minorities, um, who the liberals are constantly claiming to you know speak for, will suffer the most if the uh, Trump economy um, tanks. But these blacks and Latinos are doing quite well under President Trump, and they're starting to turn toward the Republican Party uh, after realizing that, uh, one, that the Democrat prescription of uh, more socialism and higher job-destroying taxes uh, doesn't work, and two, that they're really not the Democrats that interested in improving their, uh, the lives of these identity groups. What they're mostly uh, concerned about is uh, nursing their grievances. And if they're doing well economically, they don't have a lot of grievances to, to nurse. I uh, played a clip earlier from Chris Matthews' show, and uh, I'm going to play another one. This is uh, Chris with uh, guest Vivian Salama, who is a a Wall Street Journal writer uh, from the left side of the political spectrum, and Ruth Marcus uh, from the Washington Post, and they're uh, they're talking down the economy. Anybody who knows anything about the economy knows that, to a very large degree, it's based on uh, on confidence. And one of the ways they're trying to uh, wreck this economy is to constantly be talking it down. You see, Donald Trump understands this. When there's any good economic news, he's out there crowing about it. He's out there talking up the economy, just like Ronald Reagan did. And the um, the response from the Democrats is to talk down the economy in hopes that they can uh, they can wreck it. Donald Trump's favorite subject: economic growth. Tomorrow, second quarter GDP coming out. Economists agree that it's going to be a good one. That. Figures can be anywhere from 4% Let, to... Listen maybe. to the disappointment in her voice. Economists agree that it's going to be a good one. Uh, notice how crestfallen she seems. GDP coming out. Economists agree that it's going to be a good one. That figures can be anywhere from 4% to maybe even as high as 5%. But a lot of that is boosted by preemptive activity on tariffs. So let's see I'm what happens. Our deficit. That helps let's go. see what happens. Um, Vivian Now here comes Ruth Marcus. She is a true Trump hater who is going to just let you know exactly uh, how negative she feels about this economy and the credit that uh, President Trump is getting for it. Me, and I'm not I'm not I'm nimble enough to uh, to come up with an alternative. 
President Trump is going to take a lot of credit for these good numbers. Don't believe him. He's uh, it's a lot of people who bought things because they're worried about his tariffs and a lot of false growth from uh, tax cuts juicing the economy. <laughs> a lot of false growth from tax cuts juicing the economy. So according to Ruth Marcus, growth that is prompted by tax cuts isn't really growth at all. It's false growth somehow. This is how confused these people are. ...about his tariffs and a lot of false growth from uh, tax cuts juicing the economy that it's going to then slow down. Don't buy it. Here's the thing, with the economy booming like it is now, at least in GDP terms, and low unemployment rates among minorities and all that good news, he's still in the low 40s. And There's another lie that Chris Matthews uh, told. The, the latest polls that are out show that Trump has passed the 50% uh, barrier. He is uh, five points higher than Barack Obama was during the same time of his presidency, and the numbers are on a steady climb. What's he going to be when we have our when we have our recession in two? Years? What's he going to be when we have our when we have our recession in two years? Like Why is he wanting a recession in two years? Where is he going to be when we have our recession in two years? GDP terms and low unemployment rates among minorities and all that good news. He's still in the low forties. And what's he going to be when we have our when we have our recession in two years? Yeah, and by the way, wages flat. Wages are not flat. The latest wage numbers show that they're, at the, uh, they're growing the fastest they have in over a decade. So these people, when the facts don't, um, don't line up with their uh, Trump derangement syndrome, they just lie. They just make stuff up. And one of the big uh, disappointments in all of this has been organized labor. While Donald Trump has act, acted like a, a true industrialist, bringing good-paying manufacturing jobs back, Benefiting uh, unions and union workers. Uh, Richard Trumka, who, who had uh, originally said good things about uh, the um, president's efforts to rebalance our disastrous trade relationships, has now turned on him. He's recently quoted as saying there, were far too, there are far too many countries uh, talking about his tariffs. And so it lessens the effectiveness of tariffs as a way to enforce trade agreements. So now Richard Trumka of the AFL-CIO is a free trader. Trades and tariffs, those are corrective actions and should be taken with a rifle shot, not a shotgun. Well, you know, I've, I'm used to hearing those type of arguments from these think tank free trade acolytes. But you don't normally hear that from a, a labor leader who wants a protective economy so that uh, the people that can benefit most by the um, uh, by production are their members. But we've got midterm elections coming up, and Richard Trumka is, is putting uh, his voice to work for the Democrats and not for his, um, for, his, for his members. He is more concerned with being a political operative, getting back uh, getting his people back into power, than he is at advancing the economic interests of his, uh, his membership. And it's a damn shame. At least uh, over there at the Teamsters, uh, James Hoffa uh, has the good sense to support this president who is doing so much uh, good for his members. We've got to run out to a break. We'll come back right after these messages on America First Radio.
so poor, poor Jim Acosta. He is, uh, he's, he's just so uh, hurt. His feelings are hurt. He doesn't feel like he's in America anymore. This is the end of democracy because people are chanting at him, CNN sucks. He doesn't know what to do. This, uh, this you know, uh, hack of a news reporter uh, who regularly uh, interrupts, shouts, screams, asks um, insulting questions in front of foreign heads of state. He just cannot understand why he got heckled at this, uh, this Trump rally in Tampa last week. He's so sad. He didn't like it at all. He reported, honestly, I felt like I wasn't in America anymore. And when he went, when he got back to the White House briefing room, he's the White House correspondent for fake news CNN, he decided that he was going to um, heckle, which is what he does best, um, uh, Sarah Sanders on this topic. But you did not say that the press is not the enemy of the people. And I, I, I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I think we, we deserve that. He thinks they deserve that. He wants to put these words in Sarah Sanders' mouth. You need to say that. It's as if he doesn't really understand the whole uh, nature of this relationship that Sarah Sanders is the spokesperson for the president of the United States. And the pr president of the United States has made himself pretty clear about this. I think the president has made his position known. I also think it's ironic. I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. Okay. Well, I, I politely waited and I even called on you despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague. I said it's ironic. Which is why I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you, if you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow-up, that would be fine. But it's ironic. Oh, uh, he'll stop interrupting her if he'll if uh, she'll let him have a follow up. Isn't that benevolent of Jim Acosta? Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, the media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of. You brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, I'm as far as I know. You, you heard there in the background that uh, that disgusting um, uh, guy that uh, claims to be a reporter from Playboy magazine who uh, is uh, running neck and neck with Jim Acosta is one of the most repulsive um, so-called reporters in the room. I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. The media continues to ratchet up the verbal assault. You saw, you heard the guy, um, Kareem, said, tell that to the five reporters in Annapolis. As if that has anything to do with the president of the United States, that was a personal grudge uh, that that guy had against um, uh, the newspaper because they had published uh, 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 an article about him harassing um, um, somebody in the in the community. 
but they're not going to let facts get in the way. Kareem has to holler, uh, tell that to the five dead reporters in Annapolis. Listen if you can hear it. As I know, um, I'm the, as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. No, the media the continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. And, and sir, if you don't mind, if I, if, I don't mind, if I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me, you did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Exactly. She didn't say that. She said the president had made himself quite clear on this topic. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town. And you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. No, 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 no. We don't all get put in the meat grinder. The, the, you don't have people um, uh, bring, bring forward a, a disgusting, obscene, so-called comic to uh, to insult somebody that's supposed to be your guest, you don't have people being run out of uh, restaurants. No, none of the news media is suffering any of that. They've been criticized. The people in the news media criticized for the way they're doing their job, and they deserve that criticism. They have been uh, advocating for policies that are against the broad um, uh, midsection of this country for decades now. They have been co-opted by Washington special interests. In most cases, they're owned by people um, whose uh, interests are contrary to American workers. And the media has gone uh, right along with it. So they're surprised, the media uh, is, to learn that the people that they've betrayed and their, their sacred duty to report uh, without fear or favor, they're surprised now that those people hate them right back. Molly Hemingway had a, a, a good uh, observation on this. Yeah, Donald Trump did not create distrust of the media. Distrust of the media helped create Donald Trump. And the media really need to get a handle on why so many Americans don't just dislike them, but loathe them. If The only way you can sort of defend media performances, or if you get really upset about Donald Trump criticizing the media, is if you think that the media are doing a good job. And the fact is, very few Americans actually think the media are doing a good job. A recent poll showed that 72% of Americans think that the media deliberately report fake, false, or misleading news. And I think the misleading thing is really significant there. It's not that people are just making up facts out of whole cloth, but the bias and the self-aggrandizement and the idiocy that people see in the media is frustrating them, and the media really need to take a hard look inside. Jim Acosta telling a woman that she needs to say certain words or else he's not going to stop yelling at her is not going to improve the relationship between the media and the American people. Man, I love Molly Hemingway. Um, just so clear uh, and, and accurate uh, what she's saying. You know, Jim Acosta doesn't like the fact that he was uh, uh, being uh, heckled and uh, people were chanting. And, you know, Jim Acosta needs to decide if he's going to be this hard-nosed uh, bulldog a reporter shouting um, dishonest questions at people, or if he's going to be a, a thin-skinned, uh, hypersensitive panty waist. He can't be both. You got to pick one. Are you going to be? Uh, are you going to be somebody that can dish it out? Or are you going to be someone that can't take it? 
the fact is having a group of people scream at you and, and denigrate you and insult you is exactly what it feels like to be a middle American. If you don't happen to be one of these so-called coastal elites, it's felt that way for 30 years. Every TV show you watch, every movie, every magazine, all these late-night comedians, every news program, they will tell you that you suck and this country sucks. Your culture sucks. Your religion and your morals, they suck. They presume that you're a dumb-ass racist. They think you talk funny. Uh, this, this guy Costa just recently said that these uh, Trump supporters don't have any teeth. If you, if you think that we ought to have a border, you're racist. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're a Nazi. If you made a joke about Barack Obama on Facebook, then it has to be because uh, you're racist. If you think that uh, the traditional family should be, um, should be defended, well, you're backward. If you're worried about Islamists blowing up the World Trade Center, you're an Islamophobe. If you think that women, or, uh, that women ought not to have men in their bathrooms, then you're transphobic every day, every outlet, all the time. So the people are angry. They're sick of it. They're taking their opportunity of, uh, of uh, Acosta coming out in public to let him know that they're sick of it. Acosta should have known this when he looked at the uh, approval ratings and, and uh, saw how low the trust of the media is. And this recent hiring by the New York Times of this uh, anti-white uh, racist to sit on their editorial board, despite the fact of thousands and thousands of virulently racist tweets, that's not going to help anything. So I hope uh, Jim Acosta never suffers any physical consequences for being a member of this discredited uh, group. But we didn't start this. They started. Uh, they started this long ago. And they're just now realizing that the same people that they've been hating on for decades hates them right back. And they, uh, they deserve every bit out of it. Well, I want to thank you for listening to, uh, to America First Radio for all these months. And I want you to follow us when we uh, come back uh, online on the podcast edition. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.